all we do is crush a lot. given it much thought. It seems disaster must come. At best, only postponed. Shaolin Kung Fu to survive must now be taught to more young men. We must expand, get more pupils, so that the knowledge will spread. Welcome back, episode 24, Top 5 Wu-Tang Clan. This is opening up the Wu-Tang series. So for everybody who's listening, this is going to be the next couple of weeks, every week, every Monday. Usually we drop every other week. Every Monday, all the way to the beginning, to the end of December, really, is going to be all Wu-Tang. Top Wu Tang, Top Rizza, Top Jizza, Top Deck, Top Ray, Top Ghost, Killer Army, Killer Priest. Ooh. We we I don't know if we could do a top five U God. That might be a little too hard. <laughs> uh, but we'll we'll see if we can squeeze that in. Um, and we, top, we top five lot of dark man. Yeah t- yeah we have to do lot of dark man now. When we were doing these episodes, we had to bring in the big guns. We had to bring people who who know about this. So mm-hmm. we did our research, and we and we found this cat. Out in uh, Philadelphia, MC, producer, a writer, um, doing great music right there with career crooks over. That's with a small professor as well. Um, Zilla, all the way from Philly. Welcome to the Crush A Lot podcast. How are you? Thanks, man. I'm excited. I, I love podcasts so much, and uh, I love Wu Tang. This is like the perfect marriage outside of my actual marriage. It's the perfect marriage. <laughs> yeah, don't say that one out loud too much. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I stumbled across the website uh, Word is Bond and I read one of your article pieces that you put on of your top 10 Wu-Tang affiliates uh, and mm-hmm. why. And so I know you know your stuff and it was a great article. And I went, we went, Thanks, at least I went back to your band camp and reached out to mm-hmm. you. So thank you for giving us uh, your time. And this is the power of the podcast and what we try to do in the Crush A Lot podcast crew. Yeah. We try to reach out to people People we'd have no idea who they are, and just talk about this special community of hip hop and bringing people mm. together. And in a world that's very divided, we have mm. this one thing that keeps us together. So this is what we do here in the Crush A Lot podcast. And as always, if you want to come on the show, we don't care if you have one follower, two followers, three followers, no followers. You're welcome to come on the show. Uh, hit us up in our email, crushalotpodcast at gmail.com. You can hit us on our Twitter, uh, Crush A Lot Cheese for me, Sir Love Day for for Rodney. Um, you can hit up. Um, Instagram, Crush A Lot Podcast, all that good stuff. First time subscribers, subscribe. If you like what you're hearing, you know, like it, leave a comment. You don't got to be nice about it. Give us some feedback, whatever. We did get some nice emails uh, this week, Rodney. I have to send it to you. But I'm going to read one that I thought was uh, very good. This comes out uh, from a guy called AJ Williams over in uh, D.C. Uh, hey, fam, uh, really dig your podcast and appreciate what you do. I had uh, initially hesitated to send you anything, but I really appreciate the fact that you dig the spiritual hip hop as as well as people like Show Barack and Andy Minio that you talk about a lot. I'm out in D.C. and do more spiritual brand of hip hop. Just wanted to uh, shout out, shout, shout you guys out and shoot some stuff. Maybe you like and talk about it on the show. Uh, keep in touch, AJ. Uh, thank you, AJ. We'll definitely uh, send us a link to that stuff. Um, and we'll definitely take a, a listen to it. And, hey, but listen, if you're going to send it to us, you can yeah, hey, 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 <laughs> I'm just warning you. Be ready. Be ready. You already heard my rant on J. Cole. You already heard my rant on 444. So don't be coming up here thinking I'm just going to give praises. If it's good, we'll put it on. Uh, but thank you for the email. We'll send you out some swag because we did promise people that if you send us stuff, we'll send you swag. So I'll give us your email. Crush your uh, Gmail. All that good stuff. Let's go right into it. Top five. Wu Tang Clan. There is no way to measure this. Oh, <laughs> no way. So let's get that out the out the way. The way you measure it is up to you. If it's exactly. just personal favorites, if it's just because just because that's what the play count said in your Apple Music account, that's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or for nostalgic reason, right? So we're gonna go from top two to one. So Sir Love Day, my right hand man, yes, set sir. the tone. Top five Wu Tang Clan. What you got? Number five. Ooh, number five. It's a tough one. Um, I need to be clear <laughs> that I struggled 
with this list. Uh, even as we were starting, I was looking at it and going, no, move number three to number two. And I think, you know what? Scrap four and five. Let's just put, <laughs> so this is tough. But I just got to go with my gut, go with the stuff that, that sticks out for me. Uh, and so number five, we're going with something that you'll you'll probably hear more throughout the rest of this Wu-Tang series. You might hear about this song again. That song is Cash Rules Everything Around Me. Cream. Cream, get the money. Dollar well, dollar bills, y'all. And why, why that song? Because out of no. the entire catalog, that's definitely probably one of the more mainstream popular amongst uh, mm-hmm. average hip-hop listeners. But why is that in your top five? Yeah, so that one sticks out to me, not just because of you know how... You know it's success and how it's it's known and how it was received but also more of how it has impacted uh hip-hop and just the, the hip-hop community generally speaking you know when you can make a song uh in the middle of one of the more densely music-packed uh eras <laughs> but you make a song that becomes a part of everyday parlance of hip-hop <laughs> just across the board this is just how we speak it's in our lexicon now it's for for everyone we are going to say cash rules everything around me we are going to say cash rules we are going to say cream we are going to play with cream uh, there's no rapper who comes along uh, you know unless your name has a little in front of it who doesn't know what this is who doesn't know where this comes from who doesn't understand this phrase and those who have a certain respect for it are going to reference it at some point in their careers you know whether it's the new guys the joey uh badasses who are gonna go out there and and do a sh- straight line with it put a, a whole song basically together with that concept um you know just from a slightly different perspective of uh, to all of our other legends who are going to recite it and and change it around however they see fit it had that sort of impact where now it's just a phrase now it's just slang it's just something mm-hmm. we all say uh, thanks to the power of what they did on that one song. That's and a great choice. Sticks out about it. For great me. choice, Sir Love Day. And every, I agree with everything you said there. It's a part of the vocabulary of hip hop yeah. and it stayed. Um, so, so that says a lot. They were ahead of thinking that the acronym and that was a big thing about Wu Tang, their lexicon. I don't know if that was a RZA. Uh, RZA loves to play around with words that don't. The bong bong thing never worked, but uh, <laughs> that could have been just a meth man. Speak for uh, yourself. I say, I, I you say, Philly folks use bong bong. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I say, doo 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 all the time. I do doo 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 when I go to the bathroom. That's how it sounds. Um, Zilla, top five. Where's where's you, where you at with your number five? Because you, all right, number five. You have a you you have a wealth and a and a real close passion for Wu-Tang I mean you dropped an album with your crew all nice. using Wu-Tang lexicon and remixing songs and Correct. and it's a, it is a fantastic album people should check it out on, their, on your band camp and I shouted you out for Wu-Tang that Club. it'll be five years old in October. and it's still um, and it was amazing so yeah, what, and so I'm glad you brought that up because we made that record in the vein of probably the most overlooked incredible gem in the Wu discography, which is the W. Yes, mm. the, the third the album. The W is unbelievable as an album. It is the griminess that people always want from Wu that they keep trying to recreate. It, and like <laughs> the unorthodox beats, prime Ghostface when he was the best rapper in the world. Like you get everything on the W. Yeah. And so my personal favorite, which we we redid on Wu Tang Cole. I had like I was stressing like you guys like I really sat there for like 45 minutes this morning like yo I had like a little post-it notes and kept writing down an order and then throwing them out and like getting stressed (laughs) out but I was like no matter what list I made this song had to be on there because Mm -hmm. my love for the W and it's careful click click that Mm -hmm. is everything about that song where you get all the dudes on it they're doing something in the hall when clap clap money it's just it's the grimiest drums ever. The arrangement <laughs> is insane. The video, I had the video on the DVD. It was when I first got a DVD player, I bought the Wu-Tang DVD, where it had Gravel Pit, Careful Click Click, and the Jump Off on one DVD to watch the whole video. And that video has Bokeem Woodbine in it. It's rated R. They're busting guns at each other at the club. So there's a whole visual element to it. Um, yeah, it's like a RZA had a budget for that one. Yes. Yes, and so the video, the song, me as a producer, me as an MC, like studying how RZA made that beat, how weird it is, how scary, the drums are amazing, 
and I was like, the W does not get any love beyond like Gravel Pit today. So I was like, I need to do something for this album. So my number five for that is Careful Click Click Bang. A great choice. I'm going to go right into my number yeah. five. Um, I'm going to go with another album. I, it's hard for me to rank my albums. It's easy to go 36 and Forever. Those are the, right. the landmark albums. But I have yeah. a very, very, very soft spot for Eight Diagram. Um, oh. It's, you know, po- mm. it's post-dirty, um, passing. And the, one of the Punch You In The Face songs, that's, that album's a very finesse album. Yes. Um, RZA was trying mm. to do a lot of different things. And some people, it didn't resonate with some people. With me, it absolutely did. Um, mm. But one of the Punch Your Face beats and, one, and bars and song is Wolves. I love wolves. Yeah. I mm-hmm. love wolves. Uh, oh, that's you, God, Meth, and Massacre with a George Clinton sample and George Clinton. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, I just love that track. That gets me so hyped. You got the like the humming uh, in mm-hmm. the background, um, and you have this very frenetic uh, bass. You know, uh, drum beat is in. And really, the message is, you know, we're we're a bunch of wolves. We're out to get you, and we're not trying to hurt you. We're gonna hurt you and have you go back to your team hurt for they can smell blood don't come here and it's i'm going to specifically look at the master killer verse a uh, master killer is so underrated in the woo but he's the most consistent at least one of the most consistent yep. in the team and he's mm-hmm. always he closes the song like his bars is crazy the girls are gonna love him even if they're dykes that's what he yeah. says. I'm like, I have to rewind yeah. that. And it's one of the better You God verses um, in his whole catalog. He comes in, he has, you know, he has that amazing voice, but this is the one verse that he really very well put together with a fantastic rigid track. And it's the one song in that album that really gets me amped, um, which is what I think the only thing that album really needed was maybe one more song like that. Yeah, but yeah, um, like another smash. Yeah, and it's in the middle it's of it's right in the middle of the album where all the key songs are. So that uh-huh. also says a lot about it. So for me, number five, uh, Wolves. I know people put like, what is that? I'm a deeper cut kind of guy. Me too. So, um, <laughs> Wolves does it for me. Uh, sure, Love Day. Number four. Where you at? All right, number four. Um, you're gonna you're gonna see the pattern real clear real soon, uh, but number four for me, again I gotta go to stuff that that resonated f- uh, for me personally, that made such a huge impact uh, on me that that changed the way I looked at stuff um, that stuck out for me uh, that seemed like it had that same effect in the community, and so the next one for me is uh, M E T H O D man. You love your acronyms. I think you like. I like you spelling out words. <laughs> it's uh, I mean, it's a great song. There's no, there's no denying. You know, it's a great song. There's no questioning that part. Uh, there's no questioning the production. Uh, it's another one of those songs you'll probably hear again, uh, further down the line throughout this Wu Tang series. Uh, but what about Method Man sticks out to me? Is one, here's a group that's full of MCs. Everybody's dope. Everybody's phenomenal. Nobody's nobody's just slipping and make and made to look terrible all the time. These guys are great, and with the exception of you know here and there, these guys are all pretty much new to the game. And here they are with their first foray together, and they decide to let this guy go out there and be the person to really have a song that puts his name and puts his stamp out there. Uh, and in, in a sense, it made him look like you know a leader of the group. Yeah. Um, it put a lot of shine and focus on him. Mm. Um, but what it also did was it it really worked to help focus fans in, um, <laughs> because sometimes it can be a little hard to track nine voices, right. and it can be hard to tell who it is that you're enjoying and what it is you're listening to. Um, and I remember very distinctly. Uh, shortly after Wu-Tang came out, there was a, another song floating around on the radio that people were wondering about. People were going, I think that's Wu-Tang too. The guy said Shaolin. I think that might be Wu-Tang. Mm-hmm. I think it's this. I think it's that. Um, <laughs> because there were some similarities in the sound. But there's no question when you hear Meth uh, who you're listening to and that this is Wu-Tang. And this song was huge. It was super influential, and particularly Method Man, the stuff he did made me rethink how MCs rhyme. Um, 
you know, when you talk about the way he structured his rhymes, the stuff he used, uh, the way he put together references from songs and would have a little sing-songy moment as a part of the bar, um, <laughs> those things weren't stuff you were hearing, you know, prior to that section of the 90s. You weren't hearing that stuff happen outside of these guys. And they stepped together and he really showcased it really well and pulled in a bunch of stuff that your parents would recognize if they were there listening to it as well. So that was important for me, especially at the time that this came out. I'm still a kid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, You know, I'm still not technically by my strict Christian parents. I'm not really supposed to be listening to this violent, angry, curse word filled rap music. Uh, I should be watching myself and being careful and they don't want to hear all this loud uh, in words and MFs all around being blared out through the house through big speakers. Um, but that was a nice way of me kind of showing like, hey, look, listen, reckon, do you recognize that loop? You recognize the M-E-T-H-O-D? I know where that's from. That's from one of your old records. Recognize that? You, you get this? And that, that helped bridge a gap for me. So that song always holds a warm place in my heart. So that's my number four. Great, great pick. And let's, let's he face it. He has the best flow. He has the best flow. He had the best flow. <laughs> and at that time, he was the legit superstar of that team. Superstar. Oh, so yeah. that's yeah, a great yeah. pick. Uh, Zella, number four, where you at? All right. So oh, he had to breathe this one out, folks. I had to, man. He's, confl- he's conflicted. So, all right. So Wu Tang Forever just turned 20. Yeah. Uh, mm. A couple months back, and I went back, and I mean, I, that, that really was like like Riz said, like that was all the education I needed when that came out. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I bought the double CD right when I was finishing, probably like my first or second year of high school, and just played it the entire summer and for the rest of the mm. year. And that album made me want to become a rapper 20 years ago. So I went back to that album a million times, revisiting it on its 20th anniversary, and I was like, "What is, what is like the best stuff on this album?" And the song I kept going back to the most is "Scary Hours." Yeah, mm. like "Scary Hours" has the, the illest beat, and then you have just Ray Ghost Meth, the three superstar dudes, the dudes Ooh, that are still out now, just telling cra- ill crime stories. Mm-hmm. Has ghost verse fading out at the end. Big Bolo's packing his abundance to Bobo. He got shit from a small coffee shop. And so, like, it's been 20 years and I'm still, like, hoping that doesn't fade out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I want to keep going. Keep Where's the going. rest of that verse? And Meth doing the flow where he, like, he does, like, a bridge at the end. He's like, you feel it, you know, what the blood cash dummies, cash rule. Like, he, you get the best version of Meth where he's, like, doing the best flow. And, mm-hmm. like, you said, his. His rhyme scheme wasn't A, A, B, B. It was like A, B, A, C, B, C. Like, when you break yeah. down how Matthew used to write back then, it was like a puzzle, but it sounded effortless. And, like, that's the mark of a great technician when you don't realize how he's changing everything. Mm. Um, so you get you get this the fly ray verse with all the slang. You get the best meth flow with the best type of meth rhymes. You get the meth hook, and then you get the ghost face spaz out over like the illest beat so i was like okay that i had to have this on this list because i'm a deep cut guy as well so i was like scary hours cash still rules i gotta have it on this list no matter what yeah that's mm-hmm. a, that's a great pick and that's and that's, that, my that's one of the songs early in disc one and it's one of the more menacing mm-hmm. um and it's every Wu album at least in the classic one sound very different so you didn't know what you were going to get in forever and they started off really, really sinister and really, really uh, gritty. Um, mm-hmm. The first yeah. three tracks were very punch you in the mouth. But I'm going to go with my number four. And it's not from Forever. And it's not from 36. It's from Iron Flag. The, like, mm. the, the, the forgotten album. Um, and it's funny because Apple Music only has the clean version on it for some strange Weird. reason. And it's like <laughs> someone put the explicit. I can't deal with this. Um, but I had to go with uh, Y'all Been Warned. Um, that's my favorite. Wow, that I, just missed my list. It just yeah, no. That first of all, <laughs> just the beat alone. It's crazy. Yeah, is, 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 is true master on the beat. True master on the beat. Um, it's a great, great, great uh, beat. Uh, that alone, and it, I heard it. Other people use the beat for other things, uh, but that beat alone is worth being mentioned. Um, but it's just the whole. It's like. Part two of like Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Y'all been warned. Don't Mm -hmm. mess with us. And RZA comes in with his disjointed style, not the not the Rizzerector style, because (laughs) Rizzerector 
is the better MC out of Bobby Digital and RZA Wu Tang. Like if you take mm-hmm. those, three, he, like RZA Rect is the best MC out of those personalities. Mm-hmm. RZA, it was disjointed. Like my my dude wasn't writing down nothing. Mm-hmm. He was just going. Yeah. I'm doing these beats. I'm gonna tinker with your stuff. When it's time for me to run, I'm just going. But he just has these lines and these albums that, uh, for me, just stood like, um, like your piece of shit, your in steep. Like there's just a lot of stuff in there that for me was uh, great. Oh, you have man. the meth, meth coming in there, of course. Um, yeah, but, you know. Oh, the best is when Ray, Ray and Master Killer go back and forth. Yes, at the end of the song, Killer, I got you. Shoot this, oh my God, yeah. that's crazy. I heard you forgot. <laughs> I heard you forgot. And so you know, you start with you know, you got meth in there with the chorus, that husky voice. You got RZA being disjointed, but like being very menacing, which is something he doesn't really do too much. Um, you got Deck with the classic, you know, Deck. It's so smooth and so finesse, and in a in a, in a, in a very punch your face type. I guess all my songs you'll see the themes in, in my song is like punch your face music. Deck has mm. always been the like the light punch in the face, but the one that if you're not careful, he'll knock you out. Like he's not there to be like Ray in your face or go sneaky. It's like this guy's like I, I'm gonna get you from a distance, but you ain't gonna see me coming. And and his verses are sneaky good. And then you, you know, back and forth with Ray and, and, and Master Killer, which gets me excited because it's a harken back to Glaciers of Ice. And, then, you know, that little, that little sequence right there brings me back to Glacier of Ice. So I think they're very mm-hmm. smart at that. So for me, that's my number four. Y'all been warned. It's a, it's a you know, one of the Great songs ball. I always go back to in Iron Flag. And Iron Flag is, is a very um, unique album. It sounds different from all the Wu ones. It's not as popular or catchy as the other one, but it's, it's a solid album. Forget about the track masters stuff that they put in there. They oh, were that's so to, bad. That's uh, so bad. They should cut oh that God, out. I think they let, you know, we got to be honest. They, you know, they were trying, but you know, but no, early on, masters, my, my man Billy Wood said it. Track masters are the least influential producers of all time. Oh, absolutely, no one. I mean, they did good with they did the good with LL Cool J. Influential producers of all time. Ever. Ever. No they, one said, yo, you know why I started making beats? Because of Trackmasters. No one's ever said that. <laughs> no. But everybody's got a Trackmasters beat somewhere for some reason. Well, yeah, that's that was the industry law from like 95 yeah. to you, 2000. If you made a, a original music, the, the, what you would say is like, please Trackmasters, don't sample my stuff. Um, <laughs> they sampled everything. But they, they, they had a good run. They, they, yeah. They, mm-hmm. you know. yeah. Just not um, on that album. <laughs> no, I don't know. I need to talk to Rizzo about that. Um, so that's yeah. my number four. Sir Love Day. Yes, sir. Number three. Are you going to stay with 36 Chambers? I am not. Ooh, I'm going to give okay. you a brief break from 36 Chambers, but I'm not going that far away um, because the, the next sort of theme you'll see here for the rest of mine is what you often see from me when I start talking about songs I like is, man, I go so hard with, you know, I love my pure rap your face off songs. Bars. This, is, uh, this is one of those. This is one of those just pure bars. There's no chorus. Uh, there's no time for nonsense. There's a little bit of, uh, of a talk down on the beginning of the song. I think I know what you it just is. jump into one of the greatest opening verses in the history of hip hop. Yep, here it is. Uh, it is. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Song that features everybody. You know, everybody gets a shot to rock. Uh, and you throw on cap. Uh, you rock out. Triumph Ooh. is, of course, my number three. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it was going to be on this list somewhere. Uh, I can't go, but so long. We'll listen to it without throwing on triumph somewhere in the list somewhere. Uh, it's gonna get played at some point if I'm playing mm-hmm. um, and for me it sticks up because again it's just the kind of hip-hop fan that I am uh, I I do enjoy my beats you know as a as an instrumentalist yes of course you know I'm gonna pay attention to the drums I'm gonna be pay attention to how the bass line is laid I'm gonna pay attention to what's the foreground sounds and how are things being layered and I'm gonna pay attention to that but what I'm gonna crave at the end of the day and what's going to allow me to really enjoy the beats is knowing that the verses are phenomenal. Uh, there, are, there are songs when you, you know, it's what, what, what built the mixtape craze. There are a bunch of songs that we know. We know those beats. Those beats are hot. But we wouldn't listen to them from the original person that they came from because those guys weren't rapping like they needed to. And then we get it on a mixtape and your favorite mixtape rapper jumps on it and he wraps his face off on top of that pop beat or that hip hop beat. That's all over the radio, and you're like, yes, no, that's what you should have done with the song. Mm. And that's what I like about Triumph. It feels like these guys are just like, hey, why do people keep questioning us? Like, we don't care if it's 92, 93, 97, 2097. We're going to rap 
our faces off because that's just how we are. Watch us demonstrate it that nothing has changed despite how many years have passed and what you think of the industry today. We're still ill and we can still spit. All of us. Mm-hmm. And they went in. So that's that's my pick for number three. Great choice. Um, that's the lead single of Forever 2. So they weren't even holding it back. And it was around the same time, of course, Biggie dropped Life After um, Life After mm-hmm. Death or yeah, Life After Death. Yeah, so, you know, enough. And he was doing, you know, a lot more mainstream stuff and stuff. And Wu was like, nah, yo, we ain't doing that. We're going to give you 10 milli flows over a, <laughs> a, a bass, a heavy bass line with low frequency on it. Uh, but pay attention to that first verse because no one's going to match that. And you can put that verse as one of the greatest verses of all time. Um, and that's from Deck. Yeah. And he's like <laughs> the top five of the Wu. So that says a lot about the strength of their catalog. Uh, number three, Zilla. That's a tough one right there, man. Oh, man. He has me shook. All right. All right. So when I, when I thought about my number three, I was like, yo. Again, I had to reevaluate, like, how what what is important to me about Wu-Tang? Like, what pieces? Mm. So, like, when I said Scary Hours, it was like, you're getting Meth, Red, Meth Ray, and Ghost right. with Over the Ill Beat. Then I was like, okay, for this, I need Dirty. And I was like, what what part of Dirty on the Clan albums like jumped out to me? And I was like, sneakily, the mystery of chess box and dirty mm. is wildin' out. And then you had the <laughs> video where they're the chess pieces and they got the masks on. Yeah. You got the only verse from Master Killer on the entire album. You got um meth. My people saw you with me, where you at? Like the hook is crazy. Everything about that song, and I had it on cassette single where the A side was cream and the B side was mystery chest. That's right. And, and I would just wear out both sides. I was like, the one side was a smooth joint, the second side was like panic, getting stabbed in the neck, falling off a cliff. Like <laughs> that's like the ultimate gym song, and it's everybody's on it. You know, you got is smashing it raw. I'm gonna give it to you. With no trivia, like he's snapping. So you get like great moments. Ghostface speaking at the devil site, no it's the god like that. You get hype ass ghost. Mm. So you get like but you know, dirty is just it's wildin' on there. So I was like, that's that's probably my favorite dirty moment within a clan song. So I was like, alright, I need to have dirty on this list somewhere. So chess boxing to me and thirty six you know, thirty six chambers is like the beginning of everything. But mm-hmm. that one I was like of all the joints on 36, I need something that kind of gets everybody that's not like just protect your neck. That's the easy way out. I want to mm-hmm. go chess boxing. So yeah. boom, chess boxing is my number three. Great, great choice. And, and you know, I think one of the things that's missing with Wu and why I feel it's, it will always be an incomplete dirty. project is Dirty. Because Dirty, yeah, him dying. dirty mm-hmm. is the heart of the crew. He was the glue. He was, he was the glue. Yes. And they've all said in interviews, like he was the one why they couldn't stay mad at each other and have mm-hmm. fights like that. And then once he was gone, then... All the lawsuits, yeah. them fighting. Like, and the, and the he's quali- not there to be it, the peacemaker anymore. And the quality of the work went down. But for I, sure. I, he just, was, you know, if you think about this, this is a little sidetrack, but go for if it. you listen to like throwback rap stations or like go to 90s parties and all that, the only woo you hear is dirty. Yeah. You'll hear, you know, M-E-T-H-O-D man, you'll hear um, You're All I Need to Get By, but you hear Dirty with Mariah Carey, you hear Shimmy Shimmy, Shimmy Yaw, you mm-hmm. hear Ghetto Superstar, Superstar. Mm-hmm. you don't hear no ghost face. You don't hear Ray. You yeah. might hear Ice Cream. That's it. But the only yeah. person that was like a real hit maker, hit maker, out of Wu on a big, yeah. big level was Dirty. Like Ghetto Superstar was a smash song. And Get Ooh, Your Money. Get Your Money record. was big too. Yeah. Right. So, you Even know, like Brooklyn Zoo was for us, but like, dude, Shimmy Shimmy Yaw's in commercials still. It's in Super Bad. <laughs> like, that song is huge. Like, I always yeah. hear that on throwback rap stations. I don't, I don't hear... Old Dirty was absolutely a unique sound at that point, but it made sense in the construct of the Wu team, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. And I think that what made it great was that he was sparse. You know, they didn't overuse him, they didn't yeah. underuse him, and he became legendary outside of the albums, obviously oh, yeah. for all the things right. that he's done in the oh, videos yeah. he's done. Oh yeah, dude, dude. Um, but that's what part I got of your this. Money. That song, yeah, of course. Is, I've been hearing that since the day it came out on radio. Mm-hmm. It was like 15 years ago. Like he's just, like you said, in small bursts, he, he's he's addictive. Like you, you like there's mm-hmm. no one like that dude that ever rapped ever. Yeah, ever. you know the way, and, he, the, the way he moved with his hands. 
in his yeah. face. <laughs> the way he would perform. Like, you just study him as a performer. No one, no one was ever. No, like, he'll perform. He'll stop out of nowhere and just hold a pose for like a good ten minutes. <laughs> just hold it, like if like like the spirit came over him, and then he'll yeah. continue like nothing happened. Right. And I've seen and him do this caught, live. He was here in Philly. He was here in Philly saving a little girl from getting hit by a car, and that's when he got bagged up in Philly. Mm-hmm. Oh man! You know like, the other. He was randomly at a McDonald's to save a little girl's life. Dirty saving the kids. Right. <laughs> the other two <laughs> sneaky songs that he's, for the children. Wu Tang. Two yep. sneaky songs that he collaborated with that are very good that I encourage people to hear. One's off of Sons of Man album, I believe it's Sons of Man album when he did Shining Star. Shining Star, yeah. And that's another Wyclef produced track. Um yeah. very catchy. That's another superstar moment. Um mm-hmm. and then the other one is the one he did with the alcoholics. Um oh, hip hop drunkies. Oh. Wow. Yeah, he did that. He killed yeah. Me. And he's doing the RZA flow. Yeah, he's doing it. And then and <laughs> I believe he was on Diesel as well. Um, and Diesel's Diesel also, you know, oh so God, there's those three won't be on our list because they're not in the collaborative <sighs> sense. But you can easily, right. we do old, old, old dirty songs. You, those three mm-hmm. right there are great moments for that. I'm going to go right into my number three because my wife is looking at me like, yo, you said 35 minutes. Like, what do you want me to do? I'm talking Wu-Tang. <laughs> talking Wu-Tang. What do you want me to do? All right, listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, I got to go with what Zilla said. Uh, careful. Mm, I'm in. I had to. You've impeccable. Taste. I had to. Um, and any time Sir Love Day comes over to the Brooklyn studio where I am, I'm mm-hmm. always playing that song. Why? Because it gets me hyped before I do the show. It gets me hyped. And you put the bass up, and it's Ooh. menacing. It's threatening. And they go, I'm a rumpa pump pump. Like, come oh. on. Like, it's like they click, things click. that. Things that shouldn't go together go together, and then you have like RZA sampling things from kung fu movies that no one else has the nuts to do, and he'll mm-hmm. put it in. And it's like when RZA does that, it's fantastic. When RZA tries to get yeah. too finesse with his soul stuff, he gets off track a little. What makes Wu Tang work is the unorthodox nature of the way they do things. It just works when they try to when they try to make it a little more like a traditional record. It doesn't work for me. It you just mean doesn't. Drugs. You mean he needs to be on a lot of drugs? That's what you're he needs to be on a lot of drugs. Hey, I don't know what the formula was. <laughs> it was dust. It was it was them smoking dust in the basement. You know That's how you make those beats. You know it could be. Now one of the things yeah. I I did say. Uh, it's weird because we're recording this all in different order. So this is like the first episode. But one of the things I say I'll say in the future. I said in the future podcast is that the first album, Thirty Six Chambers. You could tell they were cutting their teeth. They were still learning how to do this. So RZA was still learning how to produce. They were still becoming better MCs. So a lot of their stuff on the first album was very raw and very not where their skill level is right now. Like Ghost now is not the way Ghost was in 36 Chambers. Ghost 36 Chambers was very remedial. Now he's like a wordsmith. So... I still like that energy of like they're figuring it out, but they just all in on it. And that's kind of what's a little bit missing. I won't go too much on the rant. But for me, I had to put careful in there. It's like the yeah. beat, everything, yeah. everything about that song flows. I encourage people oh, yeah. to listen to the W. Um, and it sets the tone quite well for that album. Uh, Sir Love Day, number two. All right, my number two. Uh, this is a tough one now because um, Zilla just expounded on it very clearly and uh, hit a lot of the things that I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm talking about the Mysterious Checks boxing. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to say some of the same stuff. I was going to talk about how the first wow. time I heard it, it was the B-side of Cream. Well, my boy was a DJ, DJ Snot. He went to go pick up the single. He got the Cream joined, flipped his B-side. Uh, we go and we listen to <laughs> the Mysterious Checks boxing and I'm just like, what the... Yeah, this is yes, this is it right here. Man, this is incredible. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it it just it stuck, man. It, it was it was permanent. It's one of those things that just gets in your bloodstream, and you you, you can't let it go. Uh, from that from that beat, from the start, from the the, the opening line that that you got that wrong, I'm gonna give it to you. Ooh, uh, and sitting there, and you know, it's that time when. That was uh, it for me. For the record, that was a you god. That was a baby you. Just for the record. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> and uh, you get that start, and it's at that time, and uh, for me at least as a hip hop fan, where these were actually 
albums and these are MCs where I was dedicating myself to learn every line, every bar, every word of their rhymes. And so I'm hearing these things and I'm just blown away by what these guys are doing and the, the menacingness of how they're doing it, just the 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 smooth anger. Not the I'm fuming, I'm screaming, I'm jumping up and down mad, but just menacing. I'm completely at peace with how angry I am and how thoroughly I'm going to thrash and kill you right now. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that because I'm so used to it because I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that became such a, a anthem for me and it earned a permanent part in my life. Um, and it sticks out for me as there's not too much else I, I would add other than just the fact that even till today, when I hear it, it still takes me back to being that little kid uh, in Brownsville, uh, sitting there listening to this song uh, over and over again uh, as I ice grill people in the neighborhood <laughs> <laughs> and, and go about my daily routine. Wu Tang's gonna make you uh, catch a case, homie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were the they were the soundtrack to some to some uh, shady decisions, yeah. Um, but yeah. That's that's gonna be my my number two. Number that's, two, uh, Zilla, where you at? All right, so my number two is the back to that single, flip side. I'm going cream number two. Oh, we're just uh-huh. thinking on that one right there. I right, just because <laughs> cream is just number one. I've, I've never heard more ringtones for a Wu song. Word. Ever. You're right. You're like right. Everybody, if I've ever hear right. someone with a Wu Tang ringtone, it's that. And you know, dun, 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 like that. That is like that. It's it's so hard to find an ill piano loop like that. Mm. Um, the, it's arguably the greatest Raekwon verse ever. Yeah, it's talking about the struggle. It's talking about the come up. It's talking about taking over life of crime. And it's talking about quitting crime to become an MC and join Wu Tang. So it kind of gives you his entire life up until that record. Mm. Um, and then Deck has like one of the all-time verses, like same thing. Life as a shorty shouldn't be so, so rough. rough. Yeah. Um, you got the video, which is again with meth with the toothbrush, cash rules, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. looking like you're like a maniac. Yeah. So again, like it has the ill meth hook, it's got like the super thick RB sample. Um I mean, I remember just like listening to it as a kid, like, what is that sound? Like when the sample loops back up, it's like like there's that little part and i'm like i don't know what that is still (laughs) and as a producer and a rapper like i love sounds where i don't know what they are so i still don't really know what that is from the sample um and how rizzo kind of caught it right there so that joint to me is like just in terms of excellence i was like i can't even front on cream like all these other songs i picked are kind of like a little bit under the radar a little obvious but cream i was like i really can't front on this because it's just to me when i think of 36 like again like protect your neck is up there obviously in chess box but i was like cream is just it's still something that like i'll never not play that song i'll never not want to hear like, i'll never like nah turn it off i yeah. heard that before <laughs> i heard that forty-four thousand times like no forty-four thousand and one times play cream play the album version play the album version and play the single version because they're both different yeah the single versions. version weight is mixed yeah. better and it's edited but like the edits make sense yeah yeah correct it's like radio friendly um yeah sounding that's a great i mean anybody who made their own list if you're making your own list and you're we won't be surprised if that song is on your list top one top two and i it might right. be one of the Top ten, top twenty hip hop songs of all time. Exactly. I mean, so exactly. you're not gonna go wrong with that. Hey, if you like no. what you're hearing, you want to come on the show and be like, "Hey, Zilla, your 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 list was whack," or or certain Probably Love Day. You're, you're wrong. Shut up. Yeah, he, <laughs> he might say that. Or or uh, Rodney, Sir Love Day. You're you know I I I feel you. Or or cheese. Once again, you hit it on the nose. I, I'll come on the show. <laughs> Crush a lot podcast at gmail.com. I'm gonna go right to my number two. It's a deeper cut. And one of the things is I like punching your face music. I love that part of Woo. I'm gonna go with the Forever album. I'm gonna go with Heaven's Sake. I love Heaven. That swing like Willie Mays. Another uh, listen. uh, One of the things, and I I I might give off my number one a little early. Um, All of my tracks have Master Killer on it, so that lets you know what I think (laughs) about Master Killer. Um, But Heaven's Sake. You like you know this? I just interviewed him this week on the song. Oh my God! You're making me faint. No, um, he's an incredibly normal person. Yeah, he seems out of the wool like, yeah, we're popular. I don't care. Like, it's yeah. cool. Um, so that's on one, the beat. You're going to start off an album. Um, you know, you just drop, you know, you have uh, the violin heavy first track. Or you have that mm-hmm. weird extra long in- intro. 
which move revolution everyone skips that one then you go yes, into uh, reunited and then you go into like reunited just opens up the album for you yep. heaven's sake brings you back to reality this mm -hmm. is we're going in and that beat is sensational mm -hmm. and it's it, the, the drums on it um the the reverb on the voice on the voice sample mm -hmm. is fantastic and then you got another deck verse to mm -hmm. open with the violins and the in the strings in the back you got master killer doing master killer things mm -hmm. and then you got cap with his Ooh. disjointed styles and you never really know what he's saying but he it just it, it just works within the context of the song it is for me one of the great things about Wu is that they could give you that soulful stuff, they could give you that introspective uh, stuff with like cream, and then they could give you like, no, we are going to show you how to do this, and that's what Heaven's Sake is for me, and it's just for me, it's one of the most important songs in that catalog, and I I, I had to put it on my list. Um, and I had to put it high because I think it's that important of a song. Now, I'm not discounting anything from 36 Chamber. 36 Chamber was this time in, in special moment in hip-hop. I'm talking about the Wu-Tang catalog. Mm. That's a very, very, very important song uh, in terms mm. of like how the range that they have. They could do high energy. They could do uh, introspective. They could do things like Better mm -hmm. Tomorrow. They could do things like Dog mm -hmm. Shit and be crazy. Yeah. Or they could do like, no, we're gonna we're gonna hit you right now in the mouth. And that's what the song is for me. Number two, Heaven's Sake off the Double CD Forever album. That's my choice. And we'll go to the number one right now, so, Sir Love right. Day. You've been thinking oh, about man. this for a while. Oh man. All right. So number one here. This is a. Uh, this is going to have to go way back to as a little kid back in the 80s uh, in Brownsville. Uh, one of the fun little activities, you know, we didn't have a bunch of stuff, you know, really available to us. There wasn't a bunch of softball leagues. Um, and, you know, my parents, uh, my, my mom was really protective. Uh, so she didn't really want us out playing out on the block. So there are a lot of times I had to spend uh, inside with family. Um, and one of the pastimes I would do with cousins and my older brother uh, was watch Kung Fu flicks. Um, you know, my, my cousins, my older cousins and my uncles would go and they'd buy these VHS tapes. Uh, children, if you're listening, those are rectangular black things you find inside your parents' bedrooms. With two um, holes in them. With uh, two little white holes in them. And ripping uh, it looks like a big cassette tape. I'll explain what a cassette tape is some other time. Um, but we used to listen to these things. We used to watch these uh, VH1, VHS tapes. Uh, and imagine my joy when I pop on uh, one of, an album that has, that's named, <laughs> that, that has so much going for it so far from all the videos I've seen, from the singles that I've heard, from everything that's going on. Uh, so much references to these movies that I've grown up, grown up watching. And then I hear uh, Tiger Style being chanted. Ooh. And I'm like, what the... Wait, I know that. And I stop it and I start digging through cassette tapes. I'm like, I've heard, I've seen this. And I can't find it because I guess I don't have the tape at the house at the time, whatever. But I'm like, I know I've seen that. I know I've seen that. And... Then I hear uh, what turns out to be uh, what ends up becoming like one of my favorite Wu Tang songs of all time. Uh, Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. It's uh, it's it's to me is a great sort of encapsulation of all the things that I came to love about Wu Tang. Um, it's it's got these sort of the weird references, right? The Kung Fu, uh, you know, Shaw Brothers films uh, references thrown in there. Uh, it's it starts off with that unorthodox rhyme styling where you have uh, RZA jumping in uh, once I step in Sahat 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. There's no place to ha Like, why is he saying like that? There's no need to say it like that. There's nothing mm-hmm. about the beat that forces him to have to say it like that. But he just chooses to because that's just the unorthodox way that these guys are crafting whole new ways of putting together rhymes. Uh, you know, I, I initially had Protect Your Neck up here because some of the things that were done on that on Protect Your Neck as far as the rhymes go were just some of my favorites that, that Jizzaverse just holds up for me is like one of my favorite things about uh jason about 36 chambers uh method man's the smoke from the lyrical blunt makes me <laughs> was right. one of my favorite moments i've rewound that so many times and just sat there flabbergasted at how it sounded how could you possibly rhyme that doesn't rhyme it's a sound it can't rhyme but it how come it doesn't sound weird on the song and, and but this particular record wu-tang clan it has that same sort of feel throughout the whole record through all sorts of things happening just from that awkward snap just just from that just a bit off just weird timing uh doing what other hip-hop producers tend to not do and fooling with the placement of snaps and not putting it on the twos and the fours like everyone else and deciding i'm gonna put it where i want to put it and i'm going to make sure you hear it i'm gonna make it loud i'm gonna make it crisp i'm gonna make every part of this sound like you need to be at attention and at full tenseness because it makes you nervous it makes you concerned it brings every apprehensive bone in your body uh, alive in the moment of hearing the song because you're always expecting something to happen uh, because of the way that it's timed Uh, and I love that about this record it's everything that I've come to know about Wu-Tang that I've then expected from them later on uh, sort of encapsulated in one song for me Uh, so that's why for me this one sticks out you know it it's gonna go down in history, of course. It's on, for me, as you can see, most of my list was 36 Chambers, because for me, that's, you know, that's the moment for me. That was that was the changer. That was the, the thing that brought me into the fold for them, and, and always places them cement uh, rock solid in my mind. And I constantly play the whole thing through again and again on a regular basis. Uh, so there's no surprise that that's gonna be there. But this particular record, it's huge, even down to the beat, which uh, I, my, here's my prophecy. I'm predicting that in a future episode, I'm going to say that this beat is a favorite of freestyle rappers across the hip-hop universe. Uh, okay. And I that think much you will. is absolutely true. Like, it's, it's just great for that. It's a perfect uh, beat for just rhyme on, and these guys rhymed, and this song is amazing for me. So that's that's why that's my number one. That's a great number one. I saw you sneaking Protect Your Neck as an honorable mention. I, I won't give you slack <laughs> for that. I, I see you. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Zilla, the yeah, real crooks. So, and, and just add on real real quick, too, for Wu-Tang and Nothing to F with, because I, I felt bad leaving that on my list. It's when, they're, when they perform it in the movie The Show. Yeah, like, still get goosebumps where Rizzo's like pouring champagne on people. They got they come out with the bottles, and they're all grimy as hell. And there's 15 of them, but they're all like locked in with the mics and yeah. meth coming out with the with the the scully over his face, rhyming it. I was like, oh my god. But yeah, I felt bad leaving that one off because my number one, my number one is Triumph. Is that yeah. the moment of the build, the lead up to that album? The yeah. video, the million dollar video where they all like deck is climbing the wall, the right. building, and meth is like Ghost Rider, and Riz right. is bursting through like a giant killer bee, and then mm-hmm. Master Kill and Jizz are just watching the world spin. Right. And then Kill Master Kill is like on top of a, of, of a building. Yeah, you guys like hanging from a burning tree for reasons right. that don't really make sense still. <laughs> That's a Kappa's metaphor like, for his career. Yeah, like, but he's he's dope. But it's just like, I don't know why he's just like in some wasteland with with a yellow sweater on. Yeah, and then uh, he's just hanging out, like literally hanging. And then uh, Kappa's got like the wardrobe flipping in a closet, and then Mm -hmm. then he's just Ray and Ghost in a cage in some club, snapping. Where Ray Ray shouts out Rod Strickland at the end. Yeah, I was like, that song. I mean, the beat, like that that beat is the perfect medium of RZA being a blunted, dusted studio weirdo and then like the musician and why he's fallen off a cliff in the last 10 years is he doesn't want to be the dusty, blunted up dude in the basement. He wants to be the musician. So like he knows too much now about music and music theory, whereas back then 
he didn't know anything. It was all instinct and feeling. Yeah. And he was starting to piece together. Well, Forever is like the perfect blend of the sample grimy stuff and then some live playing, like on Reunited and Triumph. Mm. So Triumph also, like, you know, the deck verse is like all-time classic. And that's what made me want to rap. Like, I wanted to be Inspector Deck. I was like, this guy uh, right here, I want to be this person. And I, I started writing raps right then. I was, I was biting his whole style. <laughs> and I put all my little raps. I used to write them on a piece of paper and number them, like rap number one, rap number two. <laughs> and I would put them in a Wu-Tang Forever folder that I bought at Sam Goody, like a stationary <laughs> folder. So, try, like I sat there, you know, and like to know that entire song front to back with the lyrics, mm -hmm. no hook. You would hear that on the radio, like middle of the day. They would just play that five and a half minutes of rhyming. Mm -hmm. And so when I think back on it, I'm like, it was just the event of it, like the spectacle of, the, like I yeah. said, the video, the album coming, the double CD, like the return. And so I, I had to really step back and be like, I can't front on Triumph. Like it's, yeah, there's so many joints, but my God, like even right, talk about songs people freestyled on. <laughs> like everybody has rapped on Triumph. At some point, like even now with Sway on Sway in the Morning, mm -hmm. if you watch any, he still drops that beat for people to rap on. Mm -hmm. Twenty years later, so like that beat's never going away. Yeah, and that so beat that beat is meant for if you have if you're a real MC, that's the beat you want to go on because the, for real, the bar is set so high, you can't put anybody on that beat. No, you, you can't insult mm -hmm. the, the what that song has done. That's a great number one. I'm not mad at it. My number one though. It's not only my favorite Shaw Brothers movie. Mm -hmm. It's also my favorite Wu Tang song. It's what <laughs> it, it what is what brought me to Wu Tang um, in the first place. It was a song that I heard that mystified me, had me curious, wanted mm -hmm. wanted me to explore more on what I was hearing, and that's Mystery of Chess Boxing. Mm -hmm. Here we go. It, it has to be Mystery of Chess Boxing. Is how do you take all these ideas of kung fu, mm -hmm. all these different aliases, chess. all these chess, yeah. soul? Mm -hmm. It shouldn't work. It shouldn't work. Right. But it, it does work. Oh, yes. and then Willy Wonka. Doom. Bah. <laughs> like, that's yeah. Willy Wonka, man. Yeah, that's the corniest stuff ever. Yeah, he made even, it grimy. Even in, the, in, in, in Sir Love Day's number one uh, with Tank Clan, ain't nothing to mess with. You know, he used a, a, like a Captain Underdog uh, sample yeah. on that, yep. too. So Rizzo was like doing just taking sounds and doing different things with it but mystery chess boxing you get the hard baby you you god verse probably his greatest verse of all time with that mm -hmm. you know at that point no one had a voice like you god so it's just starting mm -hmm. with him was great with the swinging swords in the background you know mm -hmm. and that you know you had of course you have dirty just doing dirty things and, and, and that was a spectacle because you don't you never heard anyone so like out of control but it was like this controlled frenzy right you when know? you say Jacques Cousteau can never get this low <laughs> on the hardest song ever like that like that that should be ridiculous yeah yeah especially when you this. say it the way he said it yeah yep and what makes both, both anybody else had that argument over what, what was he actually saying there didn't matter <laughs> that friend's going no he said jack in stores you never get this like no he didn't no yeah. and then you got ghost ghost with the high-pitched voice blending very well with you god's voice and master killer's voice and dirty's voice um but go but dirty like really like putting ghost over you know he's mm -hmm. like introducing the ghost Face and that sample, that line right there is sampled on, so much. On Daytona um, yeah. So yeah. even then, they they were always good on getting each other over. Like they were each other's mm -hmm. fans. Yeah. You know, you could tell yeah. Dirty had a, a, a love to sit down and just listen to what Ghost was doing. So that song was very influential in terms of me listening to hip hop as a as a like, wow, this is amazing. Um, and a lot of people at that time, you were you were tribe. Or you with Woo. Yeah. I was always a Woo person. Oh, or, was, the, or the Chronic, like Death the Chronic. Like yeah. Was, and then you have the only verse from Master Killer on the album. And from what I hear, maybe Zilla, you know this. Probably I can tell the, you what he said. Is, is this is like his, is it is this, I read somewhere, I heard somewhere that this probably was like the first rhyme he ever did. He Master said the only reason he's on one song on 36 Chambers is because he had one verse. That's it. <laughs> and he said... The only classic beat in their entire catalog that he wishes he was on was Wu Tang. I'm gonna fuck with it. 
<laughs> and he had no verses. So that's why he's not on any other song except Chestify. But that's all he needed to make an impact. That's it. That's yeah. all he needed. And that it was the way he recited that verse. Yeah. He was he was so intense about it. And you mm-hmm. can they you couldn't even you couldn't even edit out the way he was breathing in. Like you can hear him breathing in because he's coming out with so much more energy. I don't know how close he was to that microphone uh, when he was recording it, but he was. I can only imagine how hard he went and how much energy he put into giving out. And I feel like and he's never done that since. He's never been. No, like no. I need that master killer. By the way, that's. I, I want to see more balance with that. You ain't get him. He's a vegan. He's a cool ass guy. <laughs> but someone needs to step on his toes before he goes in the booth or something. Um, <laughs> Just to get them. And the, a cheeseburger. He'll get mad. And that's my one critique about the jizz. Mind you, we don't have no jizz on this list, by the way. So that's, right. you know, just mm-hmm. pointing out. But but jizz, that's my, also my critique about jizz. It's like, yo, change up that cadence. You gotta, I know you, I, mm-hmm. I just, just get, give, I'm worried about the other listeners. I, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, Mystery of Chess Boxing, it, it, it means everything to me. Uh, so that's an emotional pick, but I think it stands against anybody else's top uh, Wu-Tang song. Um, so... And the movie's great. The movie is fantastic. It's a Ghostface Killer movie. He throws mm-hmm. the little his little emblem and at your feet, and then you know, oh my God, it's the Ghostface Killer. And then he mm-hmm. beats you up. And at the end of the movie, they team up on the Ghostface and they dislocate his elbows and his shoulders. And he was still mm-hmm. kicking the ass. So right. check out Mystery of Chess Boxing, um, the movie. If you could download it, that'd be great. Um, that is our top five Wu Tang Clan songs. Sir Love Day. Zilla, listen, mm-hmm. Zilla, plug your stuff. You have so much stuff going on. Okay. I don't think I, I got, can do it justice. I got uh, me and my me and my friend Small Professor put out a record uh, as the group Career Crooks. It's on uh, this label, Herbnet. Uh, we're, it's a 20 year old indie rap label in Canada. We're the first American group ever signed. Nice. And uh, we've been doing really well on college radio. Um, our next video should be coming out in a week or so. It's called Corrupt Novelist. And if you're in Philly, we're opening for Greaves and Dem Atlas September 22nd at Boot and Saddle. And then uh, we're playing another show in October in Philly with our friends Prem Rock, who's from New York, and these cats, Kurda, who's touring from uh, Denver. So I think it's October 14th. But we're just trying to do more shows, um, start our next record next year. And then my Wu-Tang-centric project that got me onto this awesome show uh, Wu Tang Pulp, you can get that for free. <laughs> Just look it up. It was on Hip Hop DX and OK Player and Philly Weekly and all the stuff um, where we went back and just picked our favorite Wu songs, like deep cuts, like how we've been talking. Yeah. Uh, on top of some known songs like Bring the Pain and then just re flip them. And then we lined up all the arrangements. Like if they had, like you guys, like you, you guy went first and then this guy went, we would try to find people that we knew that had similar voices and arrange mm-hmm. them that way. So um, the album did incredibly well, and it's the fifth year anniversary. We're probably gonna put out like some some leftover joints and new joints just for fun. It's a solid and, uh, album. I listened to it thanks, a few man. times over. We spent, we spent like two years making it, so we, oh, we wanted to make it really special. There's a video for it called Scallops, which is a flip of fish yeah. from Ghostface <laughs> called Scallops. A part of my um, fun was looking at the track list and then figuring out what the song was yeah. before I heard it. <laughs> there you go. It's for you. It's for people like you. Yeah, Box Cutter, yeah, though, yeah. is my favorite one, obviously. Though. There you go. I mean, yeah, we, we flipped Careful Click with so. Yeah, uh, it's, it was a passion project. We we loved it, and uh, we're, we're going to be celebrating that probably next month with like the fifth year anniversary. So that's yeah. out. Wu Tang Pope. If you love Wu Tang, you love listening to this podcast and all the songs we picked. We're diehards. Yeah, I could talk to you guys for an hour and a half about Wu Syndicate all day. <laughs> oh, Especially yeah, the North Star Black Knights. We could talk. We're getting Wu-Tang no. We're, Swarm. We're gonna do a top Shaheed. five affiliates. I already GP have plans. Call you back. Yeah, a lot GP of dark man. He said GP Wu. Uh, oh my god Holocaust slash war cloud war cloud I like, I'm a holocaust guy you know what I mean well, I we'll def- correct, we need, we I need like, to make like a we need to talk about Killison because we need, we need to get that Killison sure. breaking my heart Killison I need, and I need a, I need you I need Killison and I need to know what happened with Superb because uh, yeah. well he, apparently he goes for a supreme clientele which is hilarious yeah I don't that's what I'm, he says not, no way no no <laughs> Not good. No. You right, were man. around. You were getting high and, and bringing weed. That was, that's what you were doing. Go get you didn't write bagel. one. You didn't write nothing. Well, I did like the. I like what he did do. I don't know what he yeah, did behind yeah. the scene, but when he was out there, I was like, man, they just know how to have MCs. Hey, listen, top five Wu Tang. 
over for today. Next up, we got, I don't know which one we got. We got Ghostface, mm-hmm. Top Ghostface is coming out next. Listen, if you haven't checked out the, the bonus episode behind this one, yeah, it, it's it has Super O. If you don't know who Super O is, Super O is uh, uh, Noriega's, Nori's uh, right-hand man. Um, he's talked about a lot in Drink Champs, if you listen to Drink Champ. But he's mm-hmm. also um, working on a, on a project uh, for, nine, uh, for Golden Era Hip Hop. But in that episode, we have the wife of the late great yes. Big Pun um, as mm. well. Um, so if you haven't checked out that episode, check out that episode because they're going to be working on some stuff for the 20th anniversary for uh, Big Punisher's Capital Punishment album. And I, I can't say too much. Um, what's going to happen? I'm privy to things. Uh, when I'm allowed to talk about it, I'll talk about it. But if you haven't clicked that episode, click that episode. Check out um, um, all the, the Wu-Tang Pop on, on Bandcamp, uh, Career Crooks, Sir Love Day, uh, Cheese. Thank you for being on the show. Thank Peace. You, brother. Word up.